Maybe that's what I'll do for Patreon. Padded Room Podcasting Hour is back again for another week of horror bullshit coming right to your face holes. My name is Darian. I have not given up yet, despite uh, people's telling me to, that I probably should and find a better way to spend my adulthood, but I refuse, I refuse to give it up. Not a chance. Jason Harrell's in the house. He ain't giving it up. Good evening. I tried to get, get him to give it up earlier. Yeah. He said no. I need to ply him with more alcohol, I think is what's going on. <laughs> I said pry. <laughs> As in pry me open, Daddy. That's, that's what it is. What's going on, big fella? Nothing. Nothing How's things all? with you? Anything new, exciting, action-packed? We finally got to test out the outdoor projector. Yes. We had a little drive-in movie night here at the uh, Padded Room House. And it was awesome. It was pretty cool, man. Yeah. I was into it. Um, Watch the Lost Boys on the big screen. Audio could use a little work, but for what it is, I thought it came out all right. Yeah. No, it was great. Yeah. Uh, just I just got to be a little careful because I don't want, like, my backyard opens up to a valley. And then just beyond the valley is a whole bunch of other people's backyards. It opens up into the same valley. This is sounding very sexual. You like this? Yeah. <laughs> you like where I'm going with this? Deep in the valley. <laughs> Uh, so I just got—I guess I got to be careful what I put on out there because I don't want anybody to look up out of their bedroom window and see a bloody set of tits staring at. Well, them. just don't send your uh, porn tube feed to the projector. I got to be careful. You with should that. be okay. Yeah, I got to be careful with that. Your all dude action dot wet account or whatever it is. <laughs> My uh, bear and otter porn account, or whatever Ooh. you call it. Yeah, I like I like them big and rough. Hot squid action daily. <laughs> Tentacles.com. Yeah, it worked out pretty cool, though. Uh, It was a perfect night for it. Uh, We got to get, I think I need some more bug candles. There was a little bit of insects out there. Sarah got bit up a little bit. Yeah, me too. I figure I'm okay as long as I've got her around. Yeah, yeah. So So maybe we'll just move Sarah into the backyard whenever we have movie night. (laughs) I'll bite the shit out of her and leave everybody else. Yeah, we'll be fine. Sorry, Sarah. Uh, You're on your own. Right on, man. I look forward to more drive-in movie nights in the backyard. Um, I need more, like... We watch The Lost Boys. That's kind, of, that's kind of family horror, in a way. I need more... I'm thinking Turbo Kid would be a good one. Um, I would love to, maybe at some point, put Return of the Living Dead out there. That would be a good one. But that's full of bloody tits. Again, I don't know... I don't know what the... The issue, other than people, you know, knocking on your door and complaining that the yeah. kids are watching rated R movies, uh, I don't really know where they, if they've got any ground to stand on since the drive-in theater 
That's is true. a massive, massive screen That's viewable true. completely from the road. That's true. Now that I think about it, I mean, you can't stop a drive-in from showing a rated R movie with nudity. Yeah. And really, if you're driving down the wrong street at the wrong time, Shame you, might, on you. you might just look <laughs> up and see some tits. Maybe I need to drive around the, the drive-in more often. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right on, dude. Well, we got a horror show to get into here, Jason. We got uh, horror news, listener mail, all the usual stuff and things. The whole shebang. The whole setup. Let's start things off with a little horror news. (laughs) Horror news. What do you got for us, big fella? VHS 99 to be released 1020 of 22. I'm into it. I'm very I'm, into it. I'm back on the VHS train. Yeah, 94 really brought me back. I like 94. Viral sucked a bag of dicks. Yes. I did not care that was for the Viral worst. at all. Yeah. By far. Uh, 94, 94 is the only one I actually own. I liked it that much. Went right out and got it. Nice. Yeah. I'm hoping for a, I, I would buy a VHS box set mm-hmm. if such a thing ever was sure. available. Oh, you bet. Um, I think probably if you put me on the spot and said, Hey, what's your favorite VHS segment of all time? I probably go with the, uh, the harpy or whatever her problem was. Really? Yeah. That, I mean, that's the one that immediately comes to mind. I love the funeral home one from 94. Yeah. You really like that. Everybody loved the Ratman one. Yeah. Ratman's cool. It was fine. I didn't think it was all that. Um, I, th- I thought it and the funeral, uh, home thing were equally good zombie birthday party was that the one or zombie gopro is what it was oh the one in 94 i think that no i think no that was in viral wasn't it it? no i think it was i can't even remember i know uh the only one i really remember from viral is uh the skater kids and all the uh skeletons coming out of the tijuana sewers sure Maybe I just fantasized about that. Yes, I, I don't need know. To re- I need to revisit the series, I guess. Yeah, me too. I, that's really the only one that really sticks out is the harpy chick. I like you. <laughs> she, I came this close she was to getting very her on the freaky. Show. She was, but, you know, weird, sexy. I'd still probably do her kind you, of a way. You solicited her, huh? I probably I did. She yeah. was she like everybody. She's like, oh, I'd love to. Sure, we'll talk about it. And then she just stood me up, <laughs> as is usually what happens. I don't like you. I don't like you. I Googled you. You're not that popular. <laughs> what else you got, big guy? Uh, Night of the Living Dead, or excuse me, Return of the Living Dead is getting a 4K release. I'm into that. Which I'm very excited about. Me too. Already pre-ordered. Is it going to have the original soundtrack? We just discovered, well, Jason just discovered that a bunch of the original songs from Return of the Living Dead were taken out and replaced with the songs that we all yeah, know there's about. at least at least one, if not two, but I, th- I know one for sure that was yanked from like the original release, uh, and I don't know if that was like an original VHS release or original DVD. But every time you know it, it goes through different hands for manufacturing and licensing and all of that, they have to renegotiate all mm. the monies that's attached to the music and stuff. And apparently, it's just one of those songs that just has never apparently they want way too much money from a band that i can't tell you who it is probably all dead at this (laughs) point i hate to say it but it's probably true uh so for a uh here's something you may uh find interesting Hmm. so uh, the movie mandy Mm -hmm. i've yet to see it okay 
so I don't get the reference, but it's still bitching. So there's a, if you go to winterentertainment.com, okay. they have a limited VHS release of Mandy. Okay. But this particular one is the coolest damn packaging I've ever seen. Yeah. So I'll show you a picture of it. Okay. It, it is in a, a goblin Cheddar, cheddar goblin, cheddar goblin <laughs> case. Very, <laughs> and very that's nice. the cover there. Nice, and uh, that's the inside. It's bitching, huh? It is, but I it's forty five it. bucks. Uh, and I'm like, you know what? I've not, I haven't even seen the movie. I, I really wanted that case. It was limited to like a hundred. Oh, I'm sure copies or something. Uh huh. I had it in the cart twice today. <laughs> And I'm like, I don't, I've never even never even seen this movie. I'll send. I got it on Blu-ray. I'll send you home with it. Yeah, I'll watch it. It's uh, the the Cheddar Goblin thing. Yeah. If like that is like a you, it's it's like less than eight seconds of the movie. Or, but really? if if you say Cheddar Goblin, everybody immediately knows what you're talking. about. Yeah. Nicholas Cage is uh, coming out of his bathroom, and he just happens to have a TV on. And for like a second and a half, you catch a glimpse of this ridiculous Cheddar Goblin commercial. It's like this this goblin <laughs> yeah. vomiting macaroni yes, and cheese it's all got, over it's kids. It's got it right there. And that is in the picture. I'd be willing to bet that everybody has seen the Cheddar Goblin commercial, but nobody can tell you a fucking thing about the rest of the movie. Well, for anybody wanting to see the picture, it's at Witter W I T T E R Entertainment dot com. I'm sure it's sold out, but they'll probably leave the image up there. Uh, <laughs> the packaging on this thing is just beautiful. It looks, I mean, it is very beautiful for it, for a VHS. <laughs> it looks like some kind of a kid's uh, 80s kind of a thing. It oh, does not sure. look like a, a rape and revenge movie where a chick gets burned. Is that what lot. it's about? Yeah. I mean, that happens? Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, Who knew? I don't know that they actually rape her, but they do set her on fire. Yeah, I wouldn't have. I mean, based upon this you know, image of the cheddar goblin. I wouldn't have imagined that we had rape and stuff. Going no. On. Yeah, of course not. So I mean, shit, I'm in now. Well, yeah, there you have it. <laughs> That's all I got. All righty. Uh, are you like me, Jason? <laughs> Very much. So. Very much. So, uh, are you a Rick and Morty fan? Never seen it. So I guess not. I, it, it has like this weird groundswell following of like twenties hipster guys just love themselves. It's a cartoon. Mm-hmm. It's on adult swim. Uh, trailers are up for Little Demon, an animated horror series from the creators of Rick and Morty. It looks just like Rick and Morty, just a hair darker. And Rick and Morty gets pretty dark from time to time. Is that the one that's kind of like Back to the Future? A little bit, yeah. They keep going to like other dimensions and having to deal with a bunch of weird shit. Uh, it's all right. It's got some definite horror elements. This one's going to be full horror. Nice. So it's probably going to be pretty, pretty gory. Vinegar Syndrome has announced their August lineup. It's yeah. going to include The Birds 2. <laughs> Electric they, Boogaloo. That's what it is. It's the one where the birds have to break dance oh, to nice. save the community center. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, The Incredible Melting Man. Never seen it. Never seen either one of them. Um, Melting Man sounds familiar, but I'm thinking I'm thinking of, uh, what was that, Body Melt? You ever see that one? No. The Australian weird no. fitness cult thing. It's a whole thing. <laughs> Sounds great. Uh, the Birds 2, was that a made-for-TV movie? I believe so. Yeah, I think it might have been. Mm, I can't say I've ever seen it. Uh, the monster cereals are coming back. Count Chocula, Booberry. Oh. <laughs> this time, they're actually going to release Fruit Brute. Oh, boy. Are you familiar with that? No. That was the uh, werewolf that yeah. never actually hit the, the store shelves. 
it like failed in certain test markets, so it hmm. never made the monster cereal. Does he line. wear like cut off jean shorts of and course. a tank top, or uh, probably maybe a bandana? I'm sure some some fun thing. <laughs> I don't even know what that would taste like. <laughs> Count chocula, I get it's chocolate. Yeah, blueberry. Blueberries, I suppose. Uh, what's the other one? Frankenberry. Frankenberry. Probably strawberries. strawberries. And then uh, fruit brute. It's going to uh, taste like fruit. Or AIDS medication. <laughs> it could be that too. <laughs> oh, yuck. Uh, have you seen a movie called Goodnight Mommy? No, sir. It's uh, interesting. Um, it's very. Oh, is that with the two kids and the, uh, like the mom in a bandage or bandaged something? Bandaged up mommy. I mean, I fired that up probably five or six times. I've yet to watch it. Very slow. Um, oftentimes leaves you wondering uh, if this is a horror film or if this is just a Foreign, weird... isn't it? It is. Okay. Which brings me to my next point. Uh, American Remake is going to hit Amazon Prime in September. All right. So Maybe I'll finally watch it. I, <laughs> it's, it's wacky. It's not my favorite movie. And it also looks like trailers are up for the Spirit Halloween movie. That I did see. You actually watched a trailer, you son of a bitch. Well, I knew. It, I, I suspected that I wasn't going to be ruining a lot of jump scares. No. Um, it seemed like something that might have been kind of kid-oriented. Of course. Uh, yeah, it, it definitely kind of had a uh, Five Nights at, you know, at Freddy's or uh, the Banana Splits type of sure. thing. Kind of had that vibe going yeah, on. Yeah, so... From what I gather, some kids decide they're going to sneak in and spend the night inside the Spirit Halloween store. Yeah. All the fun animatronic things come alive, and now you got a problem. Right. <laughs> that's, that's about it. I'm sure they will all survive and learn to accept their differences or whatever the hell the, the posturing is for this one. That's all I got on the horror news, amigo. You ready for some listener mail? Hell yeah. I don't know that you are, Jason. No? I don't know that you're ready. Oh, for please let me um, we're gonna do a workup and then we'll we'll check back with you listener mail yes sir you're right, I wasn't ready, but and now I'm ready. Now I feel like you're ready to go. You've been aptly prepared. Let's start things off in Sydney, Australia, my friend. Here comes Tim from the Horror for Dummies crew. Hey. Subject line, my God, you're attractive. Meow, he's ta- meow. No, he's talking to you. I can tell right now. <laughs> he's definitely talking to you. Hello there, fellow gentlemen, and possibly Monica, maybe, Terradome this week. I'm going to have to agree with you guys and take Predators over the Infected. I had a feeling that that was how that was going to go. Darian, are you the Dark and the Wicked? Yes, I am. You got me there, Tim. Great review on Evil Dead. Even though I only rewatched it a few months ago, you've made me want to go back and revisit it again. Hope good man, you, good man. Hope you guys are doing well, especially my sexy boyfriend, Jason. Meow. Oh, hey, you're making me jelly belly. <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> of all things, that was off-putting. <laughs> <laughs> all righty, back to London, England. Here comes the horror slut. Subject line, no-brainer. Evening, gents. I do hope everyone has had a healthy week. Terradome is a no-brainer with the Predators winning. They do have all the tech, 
Educate, I believe you are the dark and the wicked. Fantastic movie, and I really love the atmosphere. I didn't get a chance to watch this week's movie, but I have it ready for when I have my next day off. Hope you all have a safe and healthy week. Cat! Right on, Cat. Thanks, Cat. This one is shaping up to be a blowout. I figured it would be. I would hope so. I mean, I could see how... Stop it. ...the infected could win. They could easily overrun them. You know? Because predators only come down in teams of three, Jason. Usually. Yeah, floating around up there cloaked, I'm sure, is like sure. a whole ship full of those guys. Yeah, quite well. I don't know. Depending on which movie you're watching. <laughs> or if they send that stupid, incredible Hulk predator down. That's a whole other set of things right there. That's the one I, I don't... Yeah, that's the last one, right? Uh, what is it? Predators? The like, Predator. The, okay. Yeah. I've, I've never seen that one. Don't even. It's that's just what gonna, I heard. It's just going to piss that's you off. That's what I heard. I actually steered clear of don't it. Don't even. Don't do it. If you want to see a Predator made into a Marvel movie, mm-hmm. there you go. Uh, let's get back here to Reno, Nevada. Here comes the cowboy. Oh, excuse me. Cowboy makes me a little gassy. Ugh. Subject line, stupid phone. Evening padded room. Hope everyone is doing well and made it in tonight. Well, my phone was stupid last week. I decided to not send my email. I would have voted for the Elite Hunting Club. He would have had the swing vote. But mm. his stupid phone. Stupid phone. Damn technology. Damn phone, stupid. Did get to take a few days off work and went camping at the lake. Had a good time, and my youngest even handled the kayaks by herself. Proud dad moment. Though my transmission went out in my pickup, so it's been a busy week. That's not a that's not a cheap fix. When the tranny goes out, bad times. Go ahead. Go ahead. I know you've got a tranny joke lined up for us. <laughs> what? Why me? Why look as, at me? As soon as I said the tranny went out, I said, damn it, I just walked right into that. Here it comes. <laughs> Educate the dark and the wicked. I watched this late one night. Nothing adds to the atmosphere like a dog randomly huffing at your arm at just the right tense moment. Great movie, and I've been meaning to rewatch it. Terradome, easy pick tonight with the Predators. Tech usually wins. And an easy win this time. This is a blowout. Uh, did have a bit a bit time to catch a few movies. Mostly trashy, bad acting gore flicks. But I did watch Bloody Hell. And had a really good time with it. Fun movie and worth a watch. Back to the grind. Hope everyone has a great week. Catch you on the flip, cowboy. Thanks for writing in, cowboy. Thank you. Let's see what else we got here. All the way from funky Alabama, here comes Alan. Alan. Added room, what's up? What's Hope up, everybody's Alan? doing good. Right. So, um, Dome, give me the Predators. Yeah. And some of the other thing about the Predators, you know, they, they can fight the infected. Or they can look at the planet and go, you know what, this place is screwed. Yeah. Kill some of the infected, get back on their ship. Yeah. Off to space they go. That's true. Anyway, Mr. Darian, are you the dark and the wicked? You are correct. I uh, hope everybody's doing good. Talk to you all later. Bye. Beautiful. Thanks See for you, calling Alan. in, Alan. Have you seen The Dark and the Wicked, Jason? Yes. What do you think? Great movie. Great movie, right? Very good. Um, As far as like a serious, disturbing horror movie goes, mm-hmm. that one's probably the very, best. Very creepy. The best I've seen in a long time. Yeah. You know, some of the imagery there, the uh, sound design. Blow your balls off, especially if you're watching it alone at night with apparently a dog huffing and puffing (laughs) at your face. That'll freak you out, too. 
Let's get down to Southern California. Here comes Mr. Tom Hardy. Hey yo. Hey yo. Hey yo. Padded room. How's my favorite degenerates this Fine. week? So far, so good. I hope everyone is doing well. Jason Harold, appreciate the uh, company that Darian's getting. Uh, been enjoying hearing you on the show. Look at that. Much uh, anyway, I wanted to get into it real quick. Um, on the Terror Dome there. What do you think? Uh, we got the uh, Predators and the Rage-infected thingamabobbers. You got it. How come nobody makes the... Uh, everybody seems to make the argument, oh, the Predators, they can only see in heat and the Rage. And somebody's got to just make that fucking argument just this well, one time. Okay. Because fuck me, everybody seems to make it for everything else, but... They will. I'm just going to... Uh, whatever. Just give me the Predators. <laughs> yeah, I figured um, that. <laughs> I don't think the Rage got anything for them. Uh, they run around naked. They can just sit. Uh, they can just sit in a tree and take out a group of them fuckers. Oh, yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, under the uh, the educating department. What do you think? These are the ones that piss me off. Okay. Because I know I've seen this fucking <laughs> flick. I know I've seen it, and uh, I don't got it. Come on, I don't man. got it. And uh, for some reason, the the fucking sheep farm thing is throwing me off. And I think I'm focusing too much on the, the goddamn sheep farm. Well, I mean. <laughs> I think Darian might be doing this on purpose just to fuck with me, but I mean. Anyway, uh, I, I, I don't have anything. Hey, I time, hear so. I hear sheep. The blood oh, well. rushes for my. On the educate. Oh, I'm sorry. On the uh, what are you looking at? Uh, I got to catch uh, Invisible Ghost. Uh, okay. Bella Lugosi, yeah. black and white flick. Uh huh. And eh, not bad. That's I don't know if I really got what was going on in that one. Uh, yeah, not not very entertaining, but Bella's. Bella is human. He was the butler. That's where he's still doing his uh, his fucking Dracula routine. That's all he does. With his, like, arm up and, ooh. ooh. <laughs> fucking whatever, man. Those are <laughs> different times, I guess. You, know, you get away with but, that. Uh, there was a couple of things that uh, were said last week I just wanted to touch on real quick. Sure. Uh, the first one, I believe, was Jason Harrell saying that uh, he's watching fucking the new Halloween flick yeah. and Jamie Lee Curtis is like, 900 years old or whatever. <laughs> I don't know about you, Mr. Harold, but uh, she is always whatever age she was in fucking uh, true eyes. eyes. Whatever age that is, she's <laughs> always that age in my mind. Uh, okay. And I, I'm not even into like chicks with short hair like she did in that flick. But Google Jamie Lee me, Curtis man. born with oversized clit. Uh, and one last thing, um, Mr. Brock, you got Sir. a new challenge of no sequels. For a full year. No rewatches. I mean, I'm not trying to talk you out of it or anything like that. I'm just like, fuck, man. I don't even know if I could be a horror fan or if I would be a horror fan. <laughs> if that's or not the, no sequel, but no rewatching. No like rewatching. That's what I'm saying. He got GP'd. So all I'm saying is that it will give me an opportunity. I am wickedly behind, like with all these new newer horror movies. I, I will say, hmm. you of all people have a lot of catch up. I do. Like, I mean, some pretty commonplace shit. Yeah, that you haven't even watched. I haven't seen because uh, you are watching. I don't fucking. I don't know some random giallo shit yeah for the 18th time of course <laughs> yeah it's the best it's the best gp he called back g motherfucking p g to the peasy hell yeah i'm sorry about that anyway uh i don't even know like if i would be a horror fan without 
like rewatches. I, I, if you know what I mean, like sure. that is so much a part of like horror fandom for me personally. Okay, is uh, you know, yeah, it's always great, you know, finding that you know diamond in the rough and and flick you've never heard of that turns out to be real good, or maybe the cheap, uh, you know, the cheap flick, yeah. uh, you know, the cheap production that wow, that's really pretty good, but. That's always great, and I, I I agree with you. That that's fun and all that, but fuck, I don't know, man. For me, that is for my personal. I know I'm not being very articulate about this. But oh, that I is get very you. much like a part of being a horror fan for me. Yeah, just for me. Not saying that other people have to do this, but that's just a huge. I I probably don't. I don't watch as many movies as you for sure. Mm, yeah. But for me, that is. I probably watch rewatch you know older flicks or flicks i've seen probably more per year yeah anyway i'm droning on and i'm not being very clear but <laughs> no i, I got know, you a, that'd be a tough one anyway hope all is well love you like family bye now love you too tom hardy smoochy boochie so i'm not i mean the, the hard part yes is going to be not rewatching some of my my favorite horror movies I'm going to set aside the month of October because everybody has their 31 for 31, and that's when you really got to knuckle down and get into the the you know the creepy mood or whatever. But I think the rest of the year I'm gonna that was part of the reason I started this podcast to begin with was to find those diamonds in the rough. And I know I got to put my waders on and my uh, rubber gloves and my hazmat suit to get in get down there and really get into the fucking meat and potatoes. Of the horror sewage, which I am okay to do. I, gr- granted, I'm probably going to last about a month. And then I'm going to be like, oh, fuck this shit. I'm going to watch Star Yet. Andy crawled through a mile of shit and came out <laughs> clean on the other side. <laughs> That's going to be me. Um, but you're so quick to like uh, recommend a movie to people. Yeah. Me, me. Like copious amounts of movies. Sure. And I really try to watch... Ugh, and I don't know why. I really try to watch most of the things you recommend to okay. me. It took me two fucking years to get you to watch The Hunt. That's true. That's true. And, and like, there's other more than just The Hunt that I've said was oh, good, yeah. and you have not even went near it. That's true. No, that's, that's why I got to get caught up, man. You're horribly behind. I am horribly behind. It would get... Uh, and it would even give you a chance to get caught. You're always rambling on about getting caught up on American Horror Story. That's another thing. Uh, See, but I'm not going to do that, though. Because if I, if I start that again, I'm going to have to start at the beginning. Otherwise, I'm going to forget. You don't need to. I can't remember all these goddamn characters and subplots and who went where with who and why. But they're different stories. I know, but now in the no, seasons, don't get into the shits intertwined. Oh, they're all oh, stop it all together. You just need to watch it for what. First off, you don't even need to watch it. I, I was just saying that one because you're always <laughs> talking about it. It's true. Uh, we bailed out of that show because season after season, it just goes off the rails. It does. That's it's, part of why it, I love it. It always starts out strong and then it just jumps the shark. I love it. <laughs> that's what I, that's what I love about it. Is but like it very get, quickly spirals out of. But control. getting back to the movies, you definitely need to play catch up. I'm gonna. That's You're my plan. Horribly behind. Wickedly behind. I plan on doing that. And yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna stay away from Tubi. I'll tell you right now. Hey, Tubi's been strong for us over the last couple of weeks. I don't weeks. know what the fuck Tubi you're watching. Well, Sarah had never seen like 
basically any of the child's plays except for one. Okay. Um, as a matter of fact, I think she said the other day, she's like, I don't even know if I've ever even seen this. She was wow. in there just cracking up while she was working and stuff. She had Tubi just like hmm. going through the child's play movies. Because uh, I don't, I don't have, I don't think I have any of those right now. I've got pre-order for one through three. Yeah, I was going to say. Um, but she had never seen. So Tubi was strong, man. I don't know, dude. There was like another one or two movies that I searched for. Every time there they were on Tubi. I go down the Tubi road. I find this TV MA horseshit. It looks like it could have been a made-for-TV movie that is just completely boring. Well, I think and the bland. problem is is that you're surfing Tubi and hoping for something decent. I search for the movie I'm looking for, oh, and it see. just so happens to be on Tubi. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. <laughs> it does. I, 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 I go into Tubi blind. <laughs> right. And then I get Tubi I do not right do in that. the butthole. <laughs> and, I'm, <laughs> and I'm done. I'm not going back to Tubi, goddammit. Well, what I'll do is, when you decide to commit to this, uh, I'll take the old database that I, oh, I've boy. showed you, <laughs> and I, I will like filter it out by years and okay. like... I'll break it out. I'll generate you a nice exported report. I'll get some charts Lord, on there, man. some bar graphs. <laughs> you are the most anal retentive guy I know. <laughs> I don't think I need a, a picture point presentation on which movies. I these. think you do, and Maybe I'm going to put do. one together. You know what I think my real problem is, though? Me? I, well, other than you, of course. <laughs> I've lost track of these fucking movies. That's what I'm saying. You know? That's why I'm going to put together okay, okay. <laughs> a little something. Uh, just like literally an hour ago, Je- our friend Jeff from the guys in the basement texted <laughs> yeah. me. He's like, hey, have you seen this movie? And I'm like, ah, no, I don't think so. It doesn't ring any bells. Yeah, see, that's – and then I just, you don't even know what you've no. seen. And then I, I watched the trailer and I'm like, yes, I have seen this <laughs> fucking movie. Couldn't tell you I just about go it. to the database. I look it up. I'm like, oh, I saw it on this date, this date, this date. I was with Darian, and we were here. See, now, but given your short memory, you would think that you'd be better off forgetting that stuff. And then <laughs> that way you could watch it again and be like, It's like, oh, it's a whole fuck, new movie. This movie. Seems great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but think of the movies I get to avoid. That's true. That's true. You flag your movies, too. Yes. Like, uh, what was that? Phobias? Phobias was... Fucking terrible. <laughs> One half star. I don't want you to go off on it again, but you flagged it, and now you know to specifically exactly. avoid phobias. Suppose I should be I should be taking notes also. Uh, all right, goddammit. You got anything for uh, Tim, Cat, Cowboy, Alan, or uh, Tom Hardy? My lo- undying love and admiration. Absolutely. Let's get into a movie here, Jason Harrell. Let's do it.
We are what we are, Jason Harrell. Yes, we are. From 2010. And you can't stop us. You can't stop me from being what I are. Uh, this one is written and directed by Jorge Michel Grau. Uh, got 5.7 stars on IMDb. It's from 2010. It is not rated. Stars Francisco Barriero, Paulina Gaitlin, and Alan Chavez. So, funny little uh, bit of trivia about this movie. Yeah. Alan Chavez. Uh, played the character of Julio. In the movie, he died, uh, he was shot by police. In actuality, the actor, Alan Chavez, was shot to death by police. Not to be confused with Alan Chacha. Him either. He's okay. Okay. I don't believe he's been shot by police. (laughs) Alan Chavez, on the other hand, dead in the ground. Well, that is a certainly uh, fun fact. It's not very fun. (laughs) It's not. I wouldn't call it a fun fact. (laughs) Uh, so this is the original version of We Are What We Are. Uh, the Americanization we all know and love. Um, I think that was a Larry Fessenden thing. Uh, starred, um, Nick DiMici, Michael Parks. Uh, Wyatt Russell was in that for a second. Oh, was he? Yeah, he was the cop that was trying to get on the was, older daughter. Was one of the girls the chick, chick from, from Ozark? Ozarks, yes. Okay. Chick with, uh that looks startlingly like my son for some goddamn reason. <laughs> right? A little bit. Uh, anyway, so this is the original. Uh, it takes place in Mexico. I don't know what part of Mexico. I'm going to say possibly Mexico City. Not the Upper West Side, I can Def- tell you that. Definitely not. We are down somewhere in <laughs> the lower area. Uh, we've got, if you've seen the original or the uh, Americanization, there's some similarities, but these are still two very different movies. We start off with an old man walking around uh, seemingly drunk or possibly in some kind of a zombie-like state, walking around early in the morning, uh, cruises through a shopping mall, gets all hot and bothered by some mannequins, collapses on the ground, starts coughing up blood, and dies. Was it just me or was that cleaning crew just following him around waiting for him to croak? Because he hit the ground and like 13 seconds later they were on him, yeah. pulling him out of there. And then the lady with the, the cart pulled up with the disinfectant. You definitely don't see that happen in, in the area where they live. Nope. <laughs> well, you just leave him. Yep. He'll, he'll kind of get cleaned out at some point. Uh, so that starts the beginning of the movie. Now, if you're watching The American, this would be about the point where the mom dies. Uh, now we're going to cut to this poor old guy's family. He, uh, oh man. So this is um, inner city Mexico somewhere in a metropoli- metrop- metropolitan area. Metropolitan. Um, the family consists. Mextropolis. Mextropolis. Yes. So um, the family is uh, very downtrodden, impoverished. Uh, they've been making ends meet by running a watch repair shop. Out of a weird um, kind of farmer's market, bizarre, kind of a fucking street market Yeah, it seems like you you pay monthly to set up a table and peddle your wares. Yeah, and uh, it's not really paying the bills, really. And the the real problem that we're about to find out, Jason Harrell, is that dad was addicted to prostitutes. That son of a gun. I mean, if you're making ends meet, you can't be paying, you know, Betty down the road to blow you in the <laughs> corner or whatever. I don't know, man. You probably should think about these kids you got. 
so now we're going to meet the family as they get the news. Uh, we have mom, who is a bit of a snatch. She is quite the cunt. I tell you. And then we have uh, the elder son, uh, Alfredo. Who's a bit of a dick. Uh Alfredo was more of a pussy, I felt like. Oh, actually, oh, it was the other one that's the Julio dick, right? was the dick. Okay, the and older one's the one kind of vying for he's... power. So, yeah, we got a weird situation here, but we'll get into that in a yeah. second. We have Julio, uh, the slightly younger son, and then we have the daughter, Sabina. Um, they get the news. Uh, well, actually, Dad doesn't come home. They don't get the news yet. So, Alfredo and Julio go to take over the business for the day until dad pops up. Uh, they go to the local market where they set up their little watch repair situation, which really is like a um, couple of tackle boxes and a screwdriver. <laughs> Everybody's watch just chucked into a cigar box. Pretty much. And then one guy shows up. He's like, hey, is my watch ready? And they're like, uh, you... Which one of these is yours? And he's like, the I don't know. The, the most expensive one. Yeah, totally. It's been three weeks. I want my watch. And then Julio, like, starts laughing at him and then uh, just jumps on him and pu- starts pummeling him. Uh, this causes a big ruckus there at the market. The lady that runs the market, she's not taking any shit from anybody. No, she rolls not. up with some muscle. Deep. And she's like, you motherfuckers haven't paid me in three weeks. Yep. You're evicted. Yep. Get the fuck out of here and try something too, dick. My guys here will punch your face in. So that sucks for them. Then they go home. Then Sabina shows up with the news that dad is dead. Uh, apparently, dad had a regular habit of going to the mall and staring at mannequins. And that's how they identified him as their father. They said that the guy that stares at mannequins Hey, died. the tit lurker's dead. <laughs> <laughs> I've been called a tit lurker from time to time. <laughs> that is perfect. <laughs> the tit lurker. That's my new comic book. <laughs> Kit <stop>. Lurker. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> You're stupid. <laughs> That's going in the show notes. Anyway, uh, so they're all they're all bent out of shape. Mom just basically has a very violent uh, mental breakdown. She like starts smashing all the watch repair stuff. Uh, Sabina is crying. Uh Alfredo and Julio were like, what the fuck? I don't know what I'm going to do now. I mean, that was our source of income. And mom, by the way, just smashed all of our tools and watches. Uh, but more to the point, we're going to we're going to start learning more about this family. They need a person because they have to complete a ritual uh, within like a couple of couple of nights. So they got to find a person we don't know exactly what they're up to just yet. I mean, we got a pretty good idea. We know if they're, they're going to look to abduct somebody, that's never a good sign, right? So they're like, well, uh, Alfredo, you're the oldest son. You got to assume leadership, get a person, get them back here, and we got to do whatever we got to do with this ritual business. So now we set about um, basically hunting is what we're doing. And these two knuckleheads could fuck up a free lunch. They are not. These are the most inept, like kidnappers. Doofuses. I would call them doofuses. <laughs> is what I would call them. The first plan. Well, for, like every everything they do is just done horribly. It's dumb. It's pretty dumb. And um, I mean, they got the right idea, but then for some reason they just decided not to do that. Anyway, uh, 
there's a lot of family drama going on here. There's like some. In, did you get an incest vibe? Yeah, the asshole brother seemed like he wanted to put the moves on Sabina. Exactly, and uh, I think she may have been down with it. There's like a couldn't weird, really tell. There's like a weird scene where she's taking a bath, and he just comes in and sits on the tub, and then she, she like, jumps up and hugs him. Yeah, from yeah. behind. Which I don't. I, I'm. I. A behind hug doesn't seem appropriate for family, even though my brother-in-law does it to my mother-in-law, and that's creepy as shit, man. Well, a naked behind <laughs> that's hug even, that takes it to a whole is other more level. appropriate than a frontal hug <laughs> <From> naked, naked, <laughs> or behind and naked. I don't know. Either way, I'm gonna keep my clothes on. Yes, it depends on which one of them's naked at I'll, the time. I'll give you a fist bump. There you go. And if you're taking a bath, I'll wait till you get out. That's the plan. Uh, it's pretty gnarly. There's weird stuff going on. It, I felt bad for Alfredo because he's got a lot of responsibility that he didn't fucking ask for. And uh, now he's in charge of this family of screwheads. Yeah, but he wants to be in charge. He doesn't want to. I didn't feel like he wanted to. I felt like he knew Julio wasn't going to get the job done. Yeah, but I I think he, while while feeling obliged, I think that it may have been his opportunity to finally have some authority in the family because he's always kind of felt hated by his mom. And- oh, yeah. There's some some definite mommy issues there. Uh, now, while that's going on, we're going to cut to the autopsy where, uh, I mean, I don't want to sound racist, but <laughs> if, I was, if I was wondering what an autopsy table in Mexico City would look like, this did not disappoint. <laughs> we've, we've got our coroner wearing a wife beater and a bunch of gold chains with a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. A weird old guy, like, lurking over his shoulder, mm-hmm. uh, like, commenting on how much money they're going to get for the dead body and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, that, that, that's, uh, that, that seems like a bad joke, but that's what, that's, what we, that's what they did. Sure. And since the writer and director is Mexico, Mexican. Yeah. And... It can't be racist if you're merely stating observations. And uh, he's Mexican, so he gets to say that stuff and (laughs) show that stuff. So there's that. Um, But while they're doing the autopsy, they went through uh, Dad's clothes and found a fucking lady finger. A legit finger with like a Lee Press-On nail on it that has been cut off of somebody, and Dad was carrying this uh, finger around. Nose picker. The (laughs) way... (laughs) <laughs> or butt scratcher. Yeah, you never know. Be. Those Lee Press-On nails, Earwax man. remover. <laughs> There's actually it's a lot of uses. purpose There's a lot of uses for a lady Damn it, finger. we need an infomercial for this thing. <laughs> We're going to do it. That's how we get rich, Jason Earl. Uh, anyway, they do the responsible thing and call the cops. And they're like, hey, man, got a dead body here. I guess it's not, clearly not his finger, but he's carrying it around. So they hand over the uh, lady finger to the cops. And we've got these two cops. Um, I wouldn't say they're good cops. No. <laughs> they are. They do a lot of sitting in a car and um, waiting for things to happen. So they get the lady finger. They're like, hey, this is our, this is our opportunity. We're going we're gonna to make a big bust and we're going to make big money because we nabbed the Tit lurker. <laughs> the lady finger collector. <laughs> the infamous collector of Lee Press on Nails. Uh, so that's what they do. You're not allowed to say tit lurker for the rest of the show. <laughs> 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 
You just God. never know what comedy gold's going to hit. damn it. I am probably the only one that's going to laugh at that joke, but I will do it all night long. Hey, I only need to entertain one person. That's you, pal. You nailed it. Anyway... So they're like, yeah, we're going to we're going to make this bust and we're going to get to the bottom of this lady finger. <laughs> so they start like driving around and like talking to different people. Hey, any of you prostitutes had a finger cut off? No. OK, well, we'll get back to that. Hey, you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're pointing with it. <laughs> the worst part is when they're like they've got it like in a glass vial and it's like being preserved with some kind of fluid. And uh, there are other the other cops, the real cops, show up and they're like, "Hey, what are you guys doing?" They're like, "Nothing." They're like, "We saw that lady finger you were looking at. What are you doing with that thing?" <laughs> Nothing. Um, they think they're going to make the, the the headlines or something with solving the lady finger. While that's going on, we cut back to our knucklehead family. Mom has basically barricaded herself in the room. And the only time she comes out is to yell and scream at uh, everybody for basically anything she can think of. Uh, Alfredo and Julio are on the hunt, and they are going to get the job done. So the first place they go is what I can only describe as a homeless kid encampment. Yeah. This is pretty rough, man. Hey, let's go kidnap a kid in front of 500 other kids. Other kids. kids. Who hates, and then get who our asses hand to, handed to us. These guys, thank God. You know, I, it's not often that I root for like the gang of roaming right. uh, street vermin. Yeah. But this time I was on their side. So they, they're like, you know what? We'll just go grab one. Nobody will miss one of these kids. It'll be perfect. So they You know do, what else huh? nobody would miss? One of them taken in the night, in the dark, not in the middle of the day. No, you don't just run up on them. Have these guys never seen a movie involving a hunter or in their in their defense? I don't think they could afford a VCR or a so, TV for yeah. that matter. All they had was like weird stacks of papers. Anyway, uh, so they just it was like lunchtime, middle of the day. There's like 50 of these kids hanging around under a bridge. Uh, they just decide we're just going to run up on one, grab them, off we go. So they do just that and immediately get swarmed by 50 of these homeless kids and get the living snot beat out of them. Uh, they walk away empty-handed. Good. I'm glad for that. And I think uh, Alfredo got bit by one of them or mm. something. Because I remember uh, Sabina having this long-winded conversation with him about, you know, you got to be the leader of the family now. Mom's not going to do it. And uh, she hasn't come out of her room. Julio, Julio's a psycho. You're the only chance we have. I, whatever this ritual or cult or black magic thing that they were involved in i think like females weren't allowed to be the head of it apparently because I, I, <clears throat> I mean if i was going to pick a, le- a leader at this it'd point, be sabina it'd be sabina easily yeah. she's the only one that's got a head on her yeah shoulders. it seemed like it needed to be more patriotic not patriotic uh, patriarchal patriarchal right yes but anyway they're having this conversation and alfredo again is like i don't want to fucking kill anybody what am I going to do to kill somebody? I don't even do anything. And this is where we learn a little bit more about this ritual. They have to eat somebody. And this is where mom comes down again, throws a big shit fit. Hey, you fucking assholes, you got to get somebody. Uh, if we don't complete the ritual, we're going to start shaking, she says, and then we're going to die. So let me go ahead and deviate from this movie and kind of bridge it with the remake. Okay. The Americanization. Sure. So, um, Maybe I'm just confused. That wouldn't be outside the realm of possibility. <laughs> but uh, so the American version, they 
live solely off of cannibalism, correct? I believe so. Okay. But I do think it's part of like a religious practice. Right. I I didn't know how to really take this uh, for the this original. Um, is cannibalism a routine thing? And this is, you know, is, is this uh, kind of thing that they're going through, this ritual? Is it part of their meal preparation on the reg? Like, is this something they just routinely do? And maybe that's why the dad is so addicted to hookers. Because he's constantly having to bring oh. new food home. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, and that's, you know, they're easy to find. Yeah. So he'd bring him, them home because I do believe that um, somebody had alluded to, uh, like, mom hates when dad would bring them home. Right. Um, because they were, like, filthy. Sure. Uh, so I just, on one hand, I want to just assume that uh, the cannibalism and the, and the practice is, is kind of routine. So you're thinking this quote-unquote ritual is like a weekly thing, maybe? Or however often you need to, you know, I mean, how, uh, how chop long? up a body and get it prepped and all of that say, stuff. How long can you live off of one, one uh, emaciated prostitute? And if, on, if the only thing that they uh, can eat is humans, then uh, maybe they mean that, you know, we'll start getting the shakes because we're basically being starved out at yeah. this point. Well, in the American version, they... The, the If I recall correctly, the dad was getting the shakes real bad. Yeah. And Michael Park's character basically said that it was kind of like a thing. It was like an illness you get. It's from symptomatic eating. of yeah. cannibalism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it basically boiled down to like a weird mad cow disease kind yeah. of thing. Uh, anyway, yeah, that's those are all valid questions. And we'll I don't think we'll ever get the answers to them. So we just got it. Because you don't see any of these guys eat anything. No. I don't think in the American version either. Yeah, by the end of the movie, by the end of this movie, I was pretty damn confused Me too. because um, I don't really know what this practice is or what the ritual is, right? And but- I would have loved to have gotten more into that, but we'll we'll, we'll get to that in a second. Anyway, uh, strike one, assholes! You failed to get a kid, and good good on you for that. Uh, cops are now looking around at, at the prostitutes, trying to figure out who's got a missing finger, which prostitutes have gone missing, things like that. These prostitutes, man. Now, I'm a sucker for Latinas. Everybody was shocked as hell when I married a white girl because all my ex-girlfriends have all been Hispanic. These ones, eh, little, uh, little rough around the edges. And I'm pretty Don't sure, like your Mexican prostitutes with bigger dicks than yours? I was yours? just going to say, I'm pretty <laughs> sure a couple of those were uh, ex-NFL players or something. I don't know. They, yeah. had, they, were, they had some burly... Uh, individuals there. Sound like Clydesdale's clopping around in those heels. You want a party? <laughs> hey, fella. Pull over here. Nasty. Uh, anyway, that's that's what's going down. Um, so at this point, Julio and uh, Alfredo get the... Hey, Dad had a thing for hookers. Why don't we just go get us a hooker? If one of them comes up missing, cops ain't going to do shit. Hey, let's do it. So they roll down the stroll. Uh, they get themselves a prostitute because they have no idea how this works. They let's get do it in front of everybody, <laughs> and let's just jump out and attack her like a couple of monkeys, <laughs> which is basically what happens. They do that. They knock her out. Uh, the rest of the prostitutes have like this little gang thing going on, so they are quickly swarming in. Uh, they throw her in the back. Hey, of we've the got to rescue Tina. Let's get them. <laughs> They quickly throw her in the back of the car and take off. 
Now, they only drive like four or five blocks away. Then they stop, get out, take Tina out of the, the back seat and throw her in the trunk. Okay. Right in the middle of the road. Fine. Fine. It's, uh, things are wild. You're very poor at this job. <laughs> You're terrible. <laughs> this is the worst cannibalism hunting I've ever seen in my life. Uh, whatever. It's Mexico City. Things are wild. Or Tijuana or wherever we are. Uh, cops aren't particularly looking for missing prostitutes. So they take her home. They strap her down to a table. She's still alive. She's just unconscious. Uh, Julio immediately goes into super rape mode. Uh, I don't think he knows how to have sex, though. Hey, in his defense, she did say, while panicking, you both can rape me. Sure. Well, if she says that, then it's <laughs> technically no longer rape. There's consent. Hey, I'll bang you both. You let me out of here. We'll call it even. Sure. He's just like grabbing and pawing and sniffing. Yeah, he's very heavy-handed. Do you know? I mean, I obviously. He's never caressed a breast. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> we are out of like sensual massage <laughs> yeah. mode and into I have a rock hard boner. It looked like he was kneading dough for a pizza. <laughs> He was trying way too hard. Dude, you've got to slow your roll. Uh, eventually, now this part, this is the part that I don't understand completely. Because mom comes down. She is still pissed off at the world. Sees the prostitute. She's like, well, you guys think you know something? Or you think you're good? You just bring a prostitute home? And they're like, hey, you said bring somebody home. We got somebody here for you. Prostitute comes to. She's got her bra up around her neck. She's freaking out. Yeah, oh, go ahead and fuck me. Just let me go. Mom comes down with a cane and just bashes the, the prostitute's face. Yep. Okay, fine. Uh, why don't we go ahead and complete the ritual then? Sure. We have a person here. We can, I guess, eat them if that's what we're going to do. Evidently, they, she really wanted it to be clean, you know, clean meat, I guess. Okay, what does that mean? Exactly. Because later on, somebody else comes home and she doesn't want – she goes for what is arguably the dirtiest – probably character in this movie in the cab driver the cabbie. <laughs> <laughs> looks like a filthy mess we'll get to that in a second anyway now we've got a dead prostitute on our hands apparently we're not going to eat her or use her for whatever ritual we had in mind so mom and julio decide they're going to drop the dead prostitute off back on the stroll and just she like is like sending a gangland style message yeah. to the other prostitutes. What is she cartel now? I guess she gets out and like you want to. This fuck is what my you sons? bitches get. You want to fuck my sons? This is how you end up. And then all the girls are like, "What?" <laughs> they get back in the car and drive yeah, off. Very strange. And then they open up like they have the the dead prostitute like in this weird sheet wrapped up thing. They're like, "Oh, look at that! It's uh, Tina. She's dead." That crazy lady uh, apparently bashed her face in, and uh, that's who we have to blame for it. All right, well, they can't call the cops. Well, I guess prostitution is maybe illegal in Mexico City. I don't know. Anyway, back to our cops. Uh, they are on still on the hunt for the missing rest of the lady besides her finger. They roll up and start talking to the prostitutes, and they're like, hey, what do you know about this uh, lady finger here? And they're like, well, we don't know anything about that, but this crazy broad... Uh, just dropped off a dead friend of ours and threatened us all with if we fuck her sons, we'll end up with that. So, like, okay. And this part is really creepy because the prostitute gang wants revenge on mom. I get that. Uh, in order to motivate the cop, they roll out like a 12-year-old prostitute. Yeah. And the cop is like, oh, that's just for wealthy politicians and businessmen. 
And they're like, oh, you can have her too if you find out who did this. Is to that? You. I didn't get the point of it. So that's what so I so was to incentivize him. That's what I gathered to do the basics of his job. To do his fucking. I mean, job. he was already hunting. Well, I think, but maybe they saw that as a separate. I, hey, quit focusing on your finger. Go find this crazy bitch. Well, that and I think it's find her. Don't arrest her. Just let us know who she is and where she is. We'll take care of it. Oh, okay. We want revenge. Yeah. You can bang this 12-year-old if you do that. That was so creepy to me. Very Cause, creepy. Because then the cop is like caressing her hair. Oh, oh, oh. So, <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> yuck. That's what he did. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, It's nasty. Uh, while that's going on, we're going to cut back to Alfredo. Alfredo is back on the hunt. Uh, he has a big cathartic moment with his mom. Well, no, that comes later. But uh, Alfredo is just kind of trolling the city, and he attaches himself to this one dude. Now, again, if you've got murder on your mind, and it doesn't particularly matter who, why would you pick a young athletic guy who is surrounded by six of his friends? It's per- I mean, well, we'll get more into that in a second. But Alfredo follows this dude around all night long. And at one point, they discover Alfredo as Alfredo is hopping out of a train, and they all kind of point and laugh at him. And I should mention also that Alfredo basically dresses like he's getting ready for his third-grade class picture. <laughs> yeah. He's got the sweater with the <laughs> collar out. Uh, it, clearly, his mom is dressing him. Uh, Alfredo follows him, continues to follow him, despite the fact that they're all making fun of him. Uh, right to a gay bar. And that's where uh, Alfredo walks in. Uh, the little guy that he's been following is like, hey, you can talk to me. <laughs> Bought you a drink. And Alfredo's like, oh, okay. And then they he just obliviously starts making out with Alfredo. Yeah. Alfredo gets gay panic attack and freaks out and runs right out of there. But he makes it to a train where a mysterious lady is singing and hands him a note from her doctor's son. Like a random note to everybody on the train got one, and it says, uh, You are alive. You're alive. So Alfredo says, Wait, Oh, shit. This means I need to go drop ecstasy and have gay sex. I am alive. <laughs> Let's get my butthole explored. <laughs> so he turns or he gets on a different train, goes back to the gay club, finds the little guy who we'll now know as Gustavo, and just starts making out with him on the spot. Uh, everything is beautiful here in this gay bar. Uh, Alfredo's like, I'm going to take you back to my place, big boy. So that's what they do. Now, while that's going on, mom has hooked up with the filthiest cab driver in all of Mexico. And what's funny is the guy that plays the cab driver is actually like a prolific Mexican actor. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he was, and he's done quite a bit of horror movies, too. He was in, uh, I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Knife plus... Manuel Gonzalez. Is that what it is? I don't know. <laughs> okay, perfect. Uh, he was in uh, We Are the Flesh. He was in um, Knife Plus Heart. A um, couple other Mexican horror movies. And probably some real movies, too. Uh, anyway, uh, she just bangs him in the back of her cab. Now, why fuck him? Like, why not just say, hey, I'd like to fuck. You're driving me around already, cabbie. How about we go back to my place? We fuck there. Why not do it in the cab? Like, she could have avoided, unless she just wanted to get a thorough rogering. <laughs> well, she got herself <laughs> rogered, all right. Uh, I don't think that she wanted her kids knowing or even being, you know, mildly curious about her possibly having sex with another dude, especially that guy. She didn't have to fuck him. She could have just brought... I think she the wanted, main focus she was to supposed to be on the ritual. Yeah, but she. Wa- I think she wanted to get her bell rung. 
Yeah, maybe. Yeah, the same, or at least she's probably point. pretty pissed at everybody and yeah, the I dad. Mean, and yeah, really needs to let off some steam. Sure, get, grab yourself a filthy cab driver. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I do. Get it off me too. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta start driving. Where to? I gotta start driving cabs more often. <laughs> Uh, anyway, she gets banged in the back of the, the cab. Now, this whole thing converges back at their house because mom has brought the filthy cabbie home. Uh, Alfredo has brought Gustavo, the little gay guy, home. And they all happen upon the house at the same time. Uh, big blow up. Uh, basically, Alfredo gets caught by Julio and Sabina making out with Gustavo. And he, like, all of a sudden grows a pair. He's like, I'm the head of the goddamn family now. And then out of nowhere, the filthy cab driver comes downstairs, and he's like, what? And they're like, who the fuck are you? And then mom just jumps out of the hallway with a shovel and bangs uh, the little guy in the head with the shovel, goes down. I thought she hit the cabbie. She did. Oh, okay. Cabbie was a little guy, too. Oh, okay. Anyway, uh, yeah, kills him, bashes his head in. Pretty good little struggle there with the cabbie. Uh, has to like stab him in the mouth with some some kind of phallic thing. <laughs> yeah, random dildo passed down from generation to generation. Kills him. That was pretty gnarly. And then we have this big blow up between Alfredo and Mom. And Gustavo's there. And I at this point I was rooting for Gustavo. You know, he just thought he was getting himself lucky at the gay bar, and then he walks into a murder. And now they're talking about. We've got to kill him and eat him. Oh, he's a gay guy. We can't And in keeping with them being the worst criminals on er- on earth, uh, he just leaves. Yeah. He's like, fuck this. Oh, oops. Well, in the midst of this cathartic moment between Alfredo and his mom, you never love me. Why do you always hate me? You made me like this. You're worthless. I hate you. I know. That's what I just said. And then she slaps him like 35 times. And they're like, get rid of that little gay guy. And then they turn around and realize Gustavo has bounced. So they go taking off, uh, Julio and Alfredo, after Gustavo. They jump in the car and take off after him. Uh, while that's going on, Gustavo makes it to like a food truck where he finds some other cops. And they're like, hey, these two fucking guys are trying to kill me. They're in a white car. They're trying to run me over. So the cops get on their radio, call out an APB to a white car, which as the other creepy cops are talking to the 12-year-old prostitute, <laughs> they're like, hey. That's the, the, the car, and then it just so happens to match the description of the one of the car that the prostitutes gave them that dropped off their dead friend. So now we get this very Tarantino-esque uh, kind of rundown of Mexico City at night where um, the lazy cops are chasing uh, the car. Gustavo's trying to get away. Uh, Julio and Alfredo are ch- trying to chase him down. Uh, the other cops are... It's a Mexican standoff. It, but it's just bananas. <laughs> it's like a Tarantino kind yeah. of a thing for a second here. So, um, make a long story short, Gustavo gets away. Good. I was rooting for him. Yeah. Uh, the lazy cops catch Julio and Alfredo in an alley, but the patrol cops roll up, and they don't recognize the lazy cops, so they pull their guns on them. And they're like, hey, put the gun down. And he's like, hey, I'm a cop. But then he, like, tries to reach for his gun, so the, the actual cops kill the lazy cop. Uh, the pervo cop follows them all the way to their house, where we get, like, a police-style siege type of thing. Unfortunately, we were in the midst of our ritual. Uh, Mom and Savina were prepping the dead cabbie, or whatever they were doing. Involved a lot of sheet plastic and... Uh, yeah, meat hooks. Meat hooks, looking at blades. yeah. Things like that. 
We, I would love to know what they had in mind. Obviously, they were going to eat him, but did they have to, like, I don't know, drink his heart blood or something first? I have no idea. Anyway, uh, big standoff. Um, Alfredo basically uh, tries to run in front of the cop, well, basically commit suicide by cop in order to hopefully give Sabina and Julio a chance to get away. Um Julio does the exact same thing, gets killed by the cops as they come in. They do manage to kill the lazy, the lazy Pervo cop in the weird uh, shootout. And then uh, in a weird move, as Alfredo is dying, he like tries to eat or at least bite up Sabina really good. I don't know if that was some attempt to like heal himself or he was just that hungry all of a sudden. Or what I like to think is that he put a bunch of bites on her so that she could play the victim and hopefully get out of the whole mm, shit. That would make sense. I like to think that. I don't know if it's true or not. But uh, Sabina's all bit up and bloody. Uh, cops storm the place. Alfredo's dead. Julio's dead. Cabby's dead. Gustavo got away. They take Sabina to a hospital. Uh, cut to a day or two later, she escapes the hospital and just is now walking around downtown Mexico City. Smiling at a dude and uh, insinuating. You look tasty. Right. Yeah. And that's pretty much the end of your movie. Yes. What did you think of this one, Jason Harrell? Been several years since I've seen this one. I had a a lot more fond memories of it than how it played out this time. Okay. Um, It definitely fails in comparison to the American version. Um, I think I'd probably lowered my total score for it. Okay. There's just a lot of unanswered questions with this one. There is. Like a lot. And a lot of insinuations. This one I feel like is probably 75% this family falling apart, 25% cannibalism and murder. Mm-hmm. Uh, Americanization is probably closer to 50-50, I would say. Um. I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna rewatch the American version because, again, I have really good uh, memory of it. Be, well, a memory of it being very good, mm-hmm. and I want to see if it lives up to the memory. Sure. I think it's definitely gonna outdo this one. I agree. Uh, I will say, as a side note, totally unrelated, um, but the uh, chick that plays Sabina, mm-hmm. um, a year prior, she was in a movie called Sinombre. Okay. And. Uh, for anybody wanting a non-horror movie, that movie is superb. Oh, okay. It's a uh, she's trying to basically get over the border. It's a MS-13 gang type Whoa. movie. Oh shit! Really, really, really good. Right on. Check that shit out. All right, inmates. That was we are what we are from 2010. Kicking off Buddy Month, he might actually make it in for the month at some point this month. <laughs> Not counting on it, but he did pick all these movies. He's here in spirit. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> He's at work in spirit. Uh, join us next week for The Loved Ones. I think he picked mostly foreign movies. Yeah, it seems so. Yeah, right on. All right, we're going to take us a little break and we'll come back with some other stuff, huh?
like what you hear, head over to the Padded Room Facebook group and support us through the patron link with a small monthly donation. Check out the T-Villain link at paddedroom.podbean.com and grab some t-shirts. Thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. And we are back, Jason Harrell. Yep. Uh, if I was in the market to eat a person, mm. now, and I had like my choice, you know what I'm saying? I wouldn't have any qualms about eating a prostitute. Oh, I thought you were going to say tube steak smothered in underwear. Well, of course. But, I mean, if it was attached to a prostitute, I'd be all right with that. <laughs> Who cares? I'm going to eat you, you know? Yeah. Uh, I wonder if you can get an STD from eating something. Hmm, interesting. Well, you probably, like a blood Probably burn. cook it out. Well, yeah, there is that. I don't know if they cooked. They might have just raw-dogged it. Yeah? Yeah, the family. Hmm. I feel like the family in the I'm, American version. I'm having visions of Rick the Dick from uh, <laughs> Bachelor Party. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, is no. Is it Rick? Rick? Maybe Nick? <laughs> I know it was a dick. There was a dick. Pretty sure it was a foot long. <laughs> I don't know, man. I would just... Uh, that's a good point. I feel like in the American version, they, they cooked the person because... That last scene, they were all eating that soup or whatever it was, which was probably a person. 
But in this one, we never actually got to see them eat, so they might have just beef tartared it or whatever. I don't tar, 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 tar. I really do think the American version is fleshed out more. Pun completely intended. Hey, now. Take it easy there, you. You ready to get into the Terror Dome? Fuck yeah. Let's do it. No tears, please. It's a waste of good suffering. You didn't let me finish my sentence. I said, I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm just gonna bash your brains in. I'm gonna bash them right the fuck in. I'll kill you all. I'll drive you crazy. I'll kill you all. I'll dream come true. Six-year-old child with this blind, pale, emotionless face. Welcome to the Terradome. First, last week's winners, Jason. Team's competition, we had the Predators versus the Infected. Explosion after explosion rocked the city of Manchester. The Infected, confused and enraged, ran from street to street attempting to catch the perpetrators, only to be caught in collapsed buildings or victims of another explosion. With a vote of 12 to 0 and another blowout... The Predators advance over the Infected. Uh, No fights this week, my friend, because we have just closed out the preliminary rounds. But I will announce the upcoming matchups. Inferno Conference. We're going to have the Killer Clowns versus the Universal Monsters. The Umbrella Corporation versus the Cenobites. 30 Days of Night Vampires versus the Critters. The Blind Dead versus the Lost Boys. In the Asylum Conference, we're looking at the Brides of Dracula versus the Xenomorphs, Silent Hill Nurses versus the Werewolves, Mutant Cannibals versus the Sawyer Family, and a Cannibal Off. <laughs> yeah, it is. Who's going to eat who? And then we have the Return of the Living Dead Zombies versus the Predators. Those are your matchups to look forward to in the weeks to come. We'll resume the fights next week. Nice. Jason Harrell. I'm excited for that. Uh, in the meantime, inmates, if you want to get a hold of us and let us know what you think of the Terra Dome or who you think might win or go all the way, by all means, the Mental Health Hotline is area code 775-387-0275, or you can get us on the regular old email at thepaddedroom2011 at hotmail.com. Or if you take some kind of umbrage with us or something we said, by all means, get a hold of us, let us know what your problem is. We will hear you out and then promptly make fun of you for everybody else's enjoyment. (laughs) That's what we do here in the padded room. Uh, In the meantime, while you're thinking about that stuff, we are going to tell you what movies we got to watch this week in a little segment called What Are You Looking At?
What are you looking at? How about the old dark house from 1932, Jason? How about it? Have you seen it? Nope. Classic. Boris Karloff. Uh, one of my favorite horror movies of all times. So, yeah? Yeah. Probably, it's not really a cabin in the woods. It's more of a dilapidated mansion in the hills in the hills during a thunderstorm. Probably one of, if not the very first, dark and stormy night movies. Hmm. Very cool. One of my favorites. Bloody Hell from 2020. Bloody Hell. Horror comedy. Yep. I rather enjoyed it. John Wick type dude, psychotic John Wick type dude, gets abducted by a murderous Finnish family. Yeah. All kinds of fucking... You watched this one too, didn't you? Yeah, they wanted to finish him off. They did. <laughs> and he had a lot of finish finishers. You're finished. One-liners lined up for him. It was pretty good. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, the Toolbox Murders, from mm-hmm. the original, not the remake. 1978. This is a, another horror, horny movie. <laughs> horny horror movie. Yeah. A uh, lot of uh, chicks getting peeped on in the shower. A lot of chick masturbation. Tit lurking. A lot of <laughs> tit lurking. <laughs> and new and innovative innovative ways to go about your tit lurking, like drilling holes and coming up through sink pipes and things like that. Nice. Uh, I like innovation. Uh, me too, especially when it comes to tit lurking. <laughs> The Lost Boys from 1987. We watched this uh, drive-in movie style in my backyard. That was quite the experience. Uh, but what I would like to do is, um, if we if we do do that again, well, I'm sure we will uh, fairly soon. Uh, let's put the kids to bed or put them like in another room or something. Because that was like the big roadblock is that some of the kids couldn't handle horror movies. So we had to like, I had a couple of ideas of movies that I wanted to watch, but we had to tone it down for the kids. Right. Uh, Lost Boys, still a great movie. You bet. Seeing it drive-in style kind of makes it even cooler in a way. Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that one? Oh, countless times. Right? Yep. It's a great show. Very fun. It's fun watching a 114-pound Michael Sarah beat the shit out of Captain America. <laughs> yeah. Chris Evans. <laughs> yeah. And a bunch of other cool dudes. And then finally, I watched uh, The Reef, Stocked, the new one. Um it's exactly what you'd expect from a killer shark movie. And if you can get on the team that thinks that sharks are vindictive sluts, then this will fit that narrative for you perfectly. Um, I don't think the science backs that up. I think science or sharks are just kind of uh, things that eat stuff in the ocean yeah I, I don't think they like want revenge on you or anything like i could be wrong i could be completely wrong i don't know anything about sharks but this movie would have you believe clearly that, you haven't seen jaws the revenge <laughs> where the shark will follow you to an <laughs> island paradise because, remote destinations that's right uh and that's all i'm looking at jay what do you got uh bloody hill as you said good fun mm-hmm. uh rewatched cat's eye it's been a long long time since i watched that uh, that is probably James Woods at, at probably at his most James Woods James Woodsiness. Totally. <laughs> yeah, <Totally>. definitely. <laughs> um, yeah, fun movie all around. It is. Yeah, it's actually a good anthology. I like. It. Um, Halloween Four: The Return of Michael Myers. Sarah had never seen that one. Okay. So, um, it, it, does it hold up? Man, you know, I used to really, really like that movie. Uh, this time, it felt a little long. 
Okay. Like, it seems to really drag in spots. I get that. Uh, but still pretty strong. Got a good ending. I really like the way it comes to a conclusion. Donald Pleasant's just screaming no right. 50,000 times. Of you course. can't beat that. Uh, the Reef stalked. Um, what did you think? At first i was like you know that was decent and then i, I kind of dwell i actually spent way too much time dwelling upon this movie okay it it was it started out pretty strong okay but then there's this one scene where uh like everything looks good but then they have this like really aggressive fast torpedo shark cgi yes, bit yes, i know exactly and what it just about. yanked me completely out of it because up to that point like Okay, shark. I mean, right. It, that's as scary as it needs to be, man. Right. It's a big fucking scary ass shark. Right. I don't need it to move like a torpedo. So that yanked me out. It felt a little. It got a little kooky with the logic. Um, by the end of it, I can only give it like a four out of ten. The problem that I have, and I don't want to give too much away about this, is that they're they're doing their thing. They make it to, well, two of them make it to the first island. And then from there, they have to go to a further, an even further island. The shark is waiting for them on the other side of the island <laughs> as if to say, I know where you're going and yeah. I'm, I, I've got you cornered because I'm not going to let you get there. All right, that's a bit much. Now, if there was like four sharks or they, oh, look at all these sharks. We were really fucked. Okay, now I'm, now I'm back on your side. But this is one shark and it knows where you're going. I just remember Sarah at some point walking in and out of the living room saying, is that fucking movie still on? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. It really did just keep, kind of drag out. Yeah. Um, it was shot well. I'll give it that. Sure. It, did, it didn't look cheap. No. Um, so that's something, I guess. Yeah. Uh, the Lost Boys, as you mentioned, always great. Um, the Gray Man. That's a new um, Ryan Gosling flick. Yeah. I uh, watched that like the last night before my Netflix canceled. Is that a horror movie? No, it's okay. uh, action. Okay, because I've seen trailers that had, it looked like it was kind of horror involved. No. Horror adjacent. Nah, very action. Okay. John Wicky type bullshit. Makes sense. Um, Not bad. A little too long, though. Yeah. Uh, and a movie called Butterfly Kisses, 2018. Hmm. Found footage flick. I I gave it a five out of ten. It sounds fun. And I will say it's definitely got its weaknesses, but I can't I can't cite anything specifically. But it seemed to actually have some new and different things that uh, separated separated it enough from like normal found footage flicks. Give me a synopsis. Um, there is a box of videotapes found in this chick's parents' house. Okay. Uh, they, um, it all revolves around this, um, entity known as, um, like if you, it, you play the staring game with him, you see him at the end of this the tun- railroad yes. tunnel. Yes. And yeah. Okay. Yeah. I have seen this. Uh, my biggest problem with the whole movie is it's technically illogical. Because they say every time the camera turns off and then turns back on, that's essentially like blinking. Right. But that goes against how cameras work entirely. Right. Video cameras are constantly blinking. That's how they capture 
30 frames per second. Okay. They blink 30 fucking times <laughs> in one second. All right. So the, t- the technical, I mean, these are movie people making a movie about a video camera. They, right. they know the basics of the technology. Yeah, you would think. So as a nerd, that was really kind of, that really weighed on me heavily. Was there a part, I, I may be getting this confused with another one. I know, I remember the tunnel thing, and I remember the guy that pops up at the end of the tunnel. Was there a part where, like, the director went on a radio yeah. show? And yep. Eduardo Sanchez called Yeah, Eduardo him. Sanchez okay. started giving him shit. Shit, because he's like, you're selling it a little bit. Yeah, they there. brought in a lot of, like, actual, like, movie people yeah. and stuff like that. Like, a lot of people went by their actual names yeah. to give it more validity that it was a real thing. But they all basically just shat on the guy. Oh, they like. totally just ripped the guy to shreds, yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay. But it was a decent time. It was something I hadn't seen in a while. I love found footage flicks. So. Okay. It was decent. Very that's, cool. That's all I got. All right. Let's do some immersion therapy then, my man. <laughs> immersion therapy. Did you get a chance to check out Valley of the Dead, Jason Harrell? I did not. Okay. Um, good on you, because this is a family action thing that just happens to have zombies in it. It's more of an Indiana Jones, com- more com- comedic, it just happens to have World War II with happens to have zombies in it it was was it foreign yes okay so i think that's that's i think that's why i didn't see it i i only had netflix for like three more days at that point okay uh coming up to the great cancellation and i I just could not get my mind wrapped around watching like another foreign horror movie it's like two hours long uh some of the action sequences were all right but it was very swashbuckling yeah. Uh, a lot of swinging, you yeah. Know, a lot of uh, sounds like a real hoot. I mean, sure, if you're if you're uh, 11 years old and you speak <laughs> Spanish, perhaps it's it's not a horror movie. It's it's um, action comedy. I would say okay. it just happens to have zombies in it and okay. Nazis and some a light dusting of Nazi zombies. Okay, but they're not nearly as cool as some of the other Nazis. Sounds zombies. like Mexican Goonies with Nazi zombies. Um. Minus the kids, I'd call it more Mexican Indiana Jones okay. with zombies. <laughs> yeah, and uh, they try. I think a lot of the humor was lost in translation. Yeah, but that's fine. It's not that good. I, I say stay away from uh, uh, Valley of the Dead. Your immersion therapy for this week is going to be Allegoria from 2022. You can find this bad guy on Shutter. It just dropped a couple days ago. Now. Couple things about this movie, Jason Harrell. Yes. Uh, written and directed by a guy by the name of Spider One. Does that name ring any bells? Is he like Power Man Five Thousand? That's the guy. Holy shit! I can't believe I got a music reference. You got a music reference. Now that's buddy. Rob Zombie's brother, ain't Rob it? Rob Zombie's little brother. Okay. Um, I'm very proud of myself at this moment. I'm very proud of you. I didn't <laughs> think I was going to get you. I thought you was ahead you on that one. Well done, sir. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, yeah, Allegoria, 2022, uh, Shudder stars nobody in particular. Oh, uh, Scout Taylor Compton is in this. Okay. Um, from what I gather, it's some kind of an anthology, but I couldn't quite make it out. 
Uh, check that shit out, inmates. We'll do the same in Compare Notes next week. Question for you. Shoot. Uh, best anthology out there. Oh, I'm not really an anthology guy. Really? And I like a good anthology. I, but that's the problem. The problem you, is you that... You seldom get a full anthology that's good. You can't really get an... I don't feel like you can get an effective horror movie into 14 minutes. Now, that being said, if I, if you put me if you put a gun to my head and said what's the best anthology out there? Mm-hmm. I can't really say it's the best, but I have this I had this weird thing as a kid where one movie scared the absolute piss out of me and I couldn't sleep for months afterward and it was Creep Show 2. Okay. And it was specifically The Thing in the Lake. Yeah. I had nightmares about that goop all over my my uh, bedroom, and I couldn't get out of bed because it was going to get me and all kinds of shit. I don't know why. It's silly. Watching it now, it's ridiculous, but it terrified me. Yeah. Um, that would probably be my go-to. VHS we talked about earlier. That was pretty good. Um Ours has definitely become trick-or-treat. I was going to say, if you'll give me trick-or-treat, I don't know if you call that an anthology, though, because it's kind of one congruent storyline all the way through. Well, each, I mean, it has these multiple... No, I'm definitely not. Because you've got all of these different side stories right. with, a, with a very cohesive wraparound. Right, but they all fit into one timeline. Yeah, one timeline. Yeah. But they're completely different stories. They are, but... I don't know. I guess you could. I, it, I guess it depends on what your your um, definition of an anthology. Well, we can't even agree on the definition of a franchise. We cannot. So. <laughs> we rarely agree on anything. <laughs> right on. That would I be disagree my with that. Damn it. Okay, so you would say trick or treat? Yeah, I would. Okay, I would. I would stick with Creep Show too. Um, yeah, Creep Show two, VHS one. Uh, it's probably a good one to go to. I have really fond memories from childhood. Saw it in theater, and it might be the wrong movie. Was the House That Drip Blood an anthology? Yes. Is that the one with like the uh, the voodoo doll that gets thrown into the fireplace? Uh, the, like the kid, the kid has a voodoo doll of like the parent, or maybe it's made of wax or something. Yeah, it's made of wax. I think you're thinking of Creep Show, mm, the I, wraparound. I'm not sure. Tom Atkins is. Maybe the it was. Yeah. And that was, oddly enough, Joe Hill playing the kid. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I'll be damned. Stephen King's son. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was just the wraparound, though. That wasn't like an Do you remember story. the stories of um, The House That Drip Blood? Vaguely. That one was English. Okay. I, yeah, I do. I remember one of them involved a guy taking over a uh, home for the blind. Mm-hmm. And he just siphoned money out of it and mistreated everybody and the blind guys started dying off man i really have merged a couple of movies in my mind i may be off on this one but they like set up this labyrinth for him and they let his dog they start took the guy's dog starved it and then let it chase him through this labyrinth and they had like razor blades oh wow boy uh, lining the walls definitely not a movie i've seen okay I could it be sounds old. fucking awesome, though. It's something. <laughs> it is definitely something. Maybe that was one of the... That might have been Vault of Horror, now that I think about it. I remember the house that dripped blood was definitely English. Um, it may have been a Hammer movie, now that I think about it. 
Anyway, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, there you I was it. just looking basically for uh, a, good a good anthology. Yeah. Uh, All Hallows Eve isn't bad. It's been years and years since I've seen Creepshow 2, so uh, I'll revisit that. Uh, I've seen Creepshow 1 uh, more, fre- more frequently than Part 2. And you don't remember the part with the voodoo doll? I can, like I said, I can remember that's like the seeing it in my mind, uh-huh. but I can't tell you that's from this movie or that movie. Okay. In my mind, it was from that other movie. <laughs> One of those movies. Yeah, Shit. The House of Drip Blood. All right, perfect. All right, inmates. Uh, I think now it's time for us to educate Miss Monica or me wearing Miss Monica's underwear. Ooh. Oh, shit. She doesn't, she doesn't wear, wear underwear. She doesn't wear underwear. Never mind. Educating Miss Monica. First, my clues from last week. Well, uh, my dad has taken ill, unfortunately. My mom called me to let me know. I did the right thing. I called my sister, and we have arrived here at the family sheep farm to help tend things during his convalescence. I don't think he's getting any better. And to make matters worse, my mom just hung herself out in the uh, sheep shed. Now some real weird shit's going to go down. I am, of course, the Dark and the Wicked, which is a great horror, supernatural horror film that will legitimately frighten and disturb you, I feel. Uh, who might I be this week, you ask? Well, I am a bit of a uh, ne'er-do-well living in 80s, seedy, grimy New York City. And I've got a real hang-up with... Um, Ladies and uh, life-size action figures and hair. Hair is a big thing. Uh, I might just catch a very well-known makeup artist trying to get lucky outside of a nightclub and shoot him in the face with a shotgun so that I can make off with his woman or his one-night stand. I don't think they were actually together. <laughs> Who might I be? That's, that's a layup, Tom Hardy, and I did that one just for you. Come on, man. I know you got me this time. Uh, tune in next week and I will drop some knowledge on you inmates. In the meantime, I think that's about going to do it for us. Join us next week for the loved ones here in Buddy Month. We do have a Patreon campaign running. Uh, for the low, low price of $5, you can get yourself a Padded Room mug, a Padded Room t-shirt, control of the month of November, and uh, as much hardcore pornography as I can shove into a box and send to your house legally. Find the link to that at paddedroom.podbean.com as well as any information, old shows, or anything at all you need to know about us or our friends over at Horror for Dummies. In the meantime, Jason, you got anything else on the week? That's it for me. Thanks a lot for everybody. Absolutely. Tune in next time. For more tit lurking. Stupidity tit lurking. For tit lurkers, Buddy in absentia, Monica in absentia, everybody else in absentia, um, weird anthologies, whether they be good or bad. You know what my problem is with anthology? My real problem is what you can't find what one it is with the, the where they're all good. You know what I mean? Right. There's always going to be good ones and bad ones, and I think that's my biggest turnoff when it comes to anthologies. Yeah, and I, that's where I think Trick or Treat wins out if well, if are, you if you classify it as an anthology. They are widely 
pretty good in Trick or Treat. Mm-hmm. I'll give you that. Um, guys that want to eat, can't decide if they're gay or not, and then they want to try to eat somebody. The most lackadaisical cannibals I've ever seen. And the Padded Room Podcast, I'm afraid visiting hours are over. What is a cannibal's favorite restaurant? Five Guys.